0: So if you are anything that like I used to be, if you're like freaking stressed about counting every last calorie, so you feel so guilty, like anytime you go over your calories and there's a part of you that like, you're trying to stick to your calories so hard, but you continue to go over them and then you feel a really, really shit about it. If this is you, then don't worry. I've got you because we are speaking to this in today's episode. But first, I wanted to dive deep into something that I have been seeing all over social media and coming up with a lot of conversations with my clients recently. And that is this whole thing of, oh, it's easy for them. They're so lucky. It's so hard for me. This mindset, honestly, it actually grinds my gears a little bit because what people are doing is they're blaming their external circumstances to the reason why they're not seeing results. And I see it all the time. People are blaming the weather, how stressed I am at work, how little time I have. But what this is ultimately doing is actually creating an excuse to avoid taking responsibility for achieving what they actually want. Essentially, what they are choosing is to stay comfortable instead of uncomfortable and that's the question is like are these people lucky or are they willing to do things that most people are not willing to take responsibility for because a lot of the time taking responsibility requires effort taking responsibility often requires commitment it requires discipline it requires being uncomfortable in certain situations and sometimes I always think back and reflect on my own journey and like right now like it's really easy for me to go to the gym it's really easy for me to eat healthy it's easy for me now to increase my calories but that's because I put in the fucking work and I did things initially that made me uncomfortable And what I mean by that was, number one, I invested in myself. I remember investing in my first coach and I was fucking terrified. I literally was like stalking them for so long. And then I would always like go read their sales page and I'd be like, oh my God, this is me, this is me, this is me. But then there was a part of me that was so deeply afraid. For a long time, it was, oh, I don't need help. I can do this myself. Like, my ego was so big that I was like, oh, asking for help means that I'm weak. Asking for help means that I know nothing. So, therefore, my ego was blocking me to asking for help. And then a lot of the time, I was just deeply afraid. I was afraid what they were going to think of me. I was afraid that I had to be honest. I was afraid that I had to tell someone what I was actually doing, someone I didn't know, someone that I felt so uncomfortable with. And me, I myself am an introvert, so I'm not... (laughs) You might find that hard to believe, but I'm I'm quite an introverted person. So for me then to also then go out of my comfort zone and ask for help, it was fucking terrifying. I remember being in my first group coaching program and I would literally get a fight or flight response. Like my heart would be pumping. I would be so scared. I didn't want to say anything. And like the coach would show up and ask all questions and say, does anyone have any questions? But because I was so fucking terrified and I was scared, I was like not willing to like, you know, ask for help and ask questions and put myself out there because ultimately what was happening, I was so deeply afraid of rejection, so deeply afraid of being judged because my ego couldn't handle being less than. And for a long time, I labeled not knowing something and not being successful at something, aka not being able to reach my goal without somebody's help, equals that I know nothing and that I'm shit and that I'm not good enough. So this was like a massive realisation for me to realise that my ego was the reason why I wasn't actually able to get help. And the thing was with that, it's like as soon as I allowed myself to have help, as soon as I allowed to get support, as soon as I was able to put down my ego and not make it mean that I was shit, that just made it mean that I needed help in this area, my life drastically changed. Because... Doing something on your own is one thing, but then when you have the support, when you have the accountability, when you have a roadmap to exactly what you need to do in order to get where you want, getting what you want becomes hell of a lot easier. But this was the thing, like not everyone is willing to do what it takes in order to get to that thing, because at the end of the day, it requires you to step outside your comfort zone it requires you to do things that most are not willing to do. It requires you to actually commit to something. And when I say the word commit, what are we talking about? We're not saying, "Oh, I'm just going to go do something. I'm saying actual commitment, right? Commitment is how you show up in your job. How you show up when you have a doctor's appointment, right? That is commitment. Not saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to plan my meals. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go do my steps. But then, oh, I'm busy at work. Oh, it's cold outside. Oh, I'm so stressed. I can't handle it. Right? We then blame our external circumstances to the reason why we're not actually seeing results. But in essence, what's actually happening is not we're not willing to actually commit and do the shit that is required of us to change. Because it like I get it, it is scary. But at the same time, it's like you have to ask yourself, well, is this really actually what I want? If I'm not actually willing to commit to what it actually takes to get there. Because at the end of the day, it's so much easier to blame our external circumstances our stress, how stressed we are or how limited time we have or how busy we are, that at the end of the day, every single person in this world has the same 24 hours in their day. How can some be successful and some are not? It's because some people prioritise the things that actually move the needle closer to where they want to be. And then the other thing is those people are also Taking responsibility on what it takes to move that needle. So let's use the work stress for an example. There is so many ways to manage work stress. There really is. It's maybe you need to have a talk with your boss about the amount of responsibility that you currently have and you can't handle it. Maybe you need to say no to more things. Maybe you need to outsource something. Maybe you need to ask for help in some other situation. But again, that's all ego. It's, oh my God, I can't say I need help because that makes me look like a shit employee. Or, oh, I can't give this someone, I can't give this to somebody else because they can't do it as good as me. Or really like that being the the control piece. Or it could be like, I always have to say yes because if I don't say yes, then they're not going to like me, right? See, we... All like at the end of the day, when we work on our mindset and when we work on setting healthy boundaries and being able to say yes and no when we want to, and ultimately not allowing our ego to run the show, then work no longer becomes a stress. But at the same time, so it's like, well, are we actually taking responsibility to do the work in order to be able to shift ourselves at work? And I know I've gone on a little bit of a tangent here, but it's it's so big amongst health and fitness, right? I see it all the time. It's like people invest in themselves, yet they don't actually take responsibility and do what is required of them to then see the result. Like, yes, they've invested in themselves, but then they're like, oh, I've invested in myself, so like I'm, you know, halfway there, but yet then they're not implementing all of the things. They're not doing the work. They're not doing the educational piece. They're not working on their mindset. They're not actually planning their meals. They're not, you know, doing the work that's actually required for them to then get the result. So I don't want you to take this as, you know, (laughs) you've got to be more disciplined. you've got to be more committed, like no pain, no gain. Like that's not the vibe, that's not it either. But at the same time, it's like, well, if you truly do want something, are you actually committed to getting it? And are you actually going to flex discipline when it's required? Because it is so much easier just to say, oh, I don't want to go outside for a walk right now. I'm tired (laughs) or I can't be fucked (laughs) because it's a lot more comfortable. And this ultimately, like, honestly, is how I got to where I am today is like I have continued to put myself in uncomfortable situations. I have invested in myself. I don't even want to know how much money I've invested in my personal development. Coaches, courses, coach, 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 course. But then also I have been able to commit to things and do them for a long period of time. Like right now, like going to the gym, planning my meals, eating healthy, all the things is really easy for me because I have committed to doing it for five years. And during those five years, when my mindset was making me believe that I wasn't seeing results, that I was a failure, that I wasn't good enough, is when I linked into support and help for someone to pull me out of my shit and being like, Laura, you are getting results. You just haven't got the results yet. But you have to keep going because that's the whole thing. That's one of the reasons why I love mentoring myself is because you have that person in your corner to being like, babe, you've got this. This is what you're doing here. You're making it mean this. Your mindset is playing tricks on you. What you really need to do is let go of that belief. And what you have to do is propel yourself forward. You need to utilize it as a learning moment and growth so that you can choose differently next time and not make that same mistake. Sometimes when you don't have someone in your corner telling you these things, you just think you're a failure and nothing ever works. (laughs) So with that all being said, I want to know what are you actually willing to commit to? Where have you said you're committed to something yet you lack follow through? And where have you said you've committed to something, yet you've only done it for like four, five months, I'm going to say months, because if you truly want to see a result, what you really need to do is you need to be willing to put yourself into a position where you're uncomfortable. You have to be able to put yourself outside of your comfort zone. And while yes, it's fucking terrifying at the beginning. You're like, oh my God, I'm getting judged. I'm going to fail all of the things, like, I get it, I've been there, I know how it feels, but it's like, if you're not willing to do that, how do you ever expect to grow? How do you ever expect to get a result? Because at the end of the day, setting goals and things like that is not necessarily about achieving the goals, it's about changing who we have, who we are being, and who we have to become in order to get there. Because in order to say, let's use change your body composition, if you're still doing the same shit over and over again, it's just, you know, eating low calories and then going for a run and burning off your food, then how you ever expect to look toned if your actions are not in alignment with the result that you want? So this is really huge. And it's actually being able to commit to the things, number one, that you say that you're going to do, even when it's scary, even when it's hard. AKA the true definition of self-trust. And then you have to commit to doing these things for a long period of time. (laughs) And when you do this, honestly, guys, watch your world change. Because pushing your edges, while yes, it's scary, and especially at the beginning, it's scary, it's scary, it's scary. But over time, it becomes easier. And I want to use the example of this podcast, for example, like I am currently sitting on episode 68, like that is just wild to me. And at the beginning, it was really, really hard to remain consistent. It absolutely was. However, because I knew my deeper purpose and my why, committing to this thing was a hell of a lot easier. I know I'm doing this podcast to help women not be afraid of food and to fuel their bodies correctly and achieve their body composition goals and ultimately like the big deep why in behind the Fit and Free Academy in general. So because I knew my deeper reasoning why, I staying committed and disciplined was a hell of a lot easier. But over time, as the weeks go on, of course, I'm like, I don't want to record a podcast. Of course, I'm sit- sitting there being like, oh, I don't want to sit down and plan it. Because like this stuff takes a lot and a lot of time It lot takes a lot of research it takes a lot of ultimately discipline in order to make all of this stuff happen. But like I look back on my journey from when I started this podcast like a year ago, like there's only been like a few weeks where I've missed an episode. And that's because... I follow through in the shit that I say that I'm going to do. I stay committed. I do things when I feel like I don't want to. And that's the difference between someone who is successful and someone who's not is the ability to commit and follow through on the shit that they say they're going to do for a long period of time. So take a moment in your life and even just reflect in on this. Like, where are you saying things that you say that you're going to do, yet you lack follow through? Where do you say that you're going to be committed to, you know, a weight loss goal or a toning goal, whatever it may be, but then, you know, you're four weeks in, shit hits the fan, things get tough and you give up. And this is honestly a perfect segue into today's topic of conversation in and around why you keep going over your calories on my fitness pal is because there is a lot of fear in and around. there is a lot of fear for so many people oh if i don't eat in a calorie deficit then i am not going to see the results that i want i'm so afraid to coming out of my calorie deficit because i don't want to gain weight i'm so afraid of undoing all of my progress so there is a lot of fear that is stopping people from actually taking the next step that is required to actually get a toned physique to get a toned body because we hear it all the time. Everyone gets it. You need to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. Yeah, we know. But what do you do? What happens if you have been eating in a calorie deficit, yet they get to a point in time where you just can't stick to it anymore? Maybe you are really good Monday to Thursday, maybe even Monday to Friday, and then the weekend comes and All of a sudden, you are so freaking hungry. You have breakfast and then you are not satiated. Then you're like, oh, I'm so hungry, but I just ate a big meal. Why do I need to eat more? I don't want to eat more because if I eat more then I'm going to go over my calories. And therefore, I'm going to feel really bad about it. And it's going to undo all of my progress. But there's a part of you that is just so freaking hungry that you can't handle it anymore. So then what happens? Maybe you try and eat something that's low calories. Maybe you try and have some rice cakes with powdered peanut butter. Maybe you try and have some cucumber or some carrot, but then you eat it and then you're still left unsatisfied and you're still freaking hungry. And then you try and wait for lunchtime. You're like, oh, I'll just wait till it's 12 o'clock. It's time to eat so that I can just push my calories so I don't go over. Then 12 o'clock comes and you eat your meal. Maybe it's a big slab of protein with heaps of vegetables because you think to yourself, well, the more volume that I put in my vegetables, the more it's gonna fill me up and then I'm gonna be full, I'm gonna be satisfied and then I can go on with my day. It gets to lunch, you eat your lunch and then what happens? 30 minutes later, I'm hungry again. What the fuck? then you just can't handle it anymore and what do you do you eat you start to eat all the food that you don't allow yourself to have then you eat more than what you wanted to and you feel so ashamed and you feel so guilty about it it's like my fitness pal has got it's hands around you and it's strangling you because it's got so much control over you. You feel happy, you feel guilty, you feel ashamed, you feel bad. You, you start overthinking everything, you start self-doubting everything that you're doing. And then what do you go to do? Well, I just went over my calories, therefore I have to restrict or I have to do more exercise. And it's so heartbreaking to watch this because I see so many females struggling with this and the impact that it has on other areas of their life. It can get like so controlling, you feel so bad, so guilty about it. It can really impact your mood on a day-to-day. It can really make you feel down and depressed, sad, because you're constantly like, shaming yourself for all the wrong things, aka eating more food than, than what you wanted and what you should have. It impacts your relationships. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe with your partner, right? It's causing arguments or in especially around food. And to think that you want to be a good role model for your kids, it's like you're modeling everything that you're doing with your relationship with food. Imagine what they're seeing. Imagine what they're learning. This is why I'm so passionate about this stuff is because it affects so many areas of our life and maybe we're not even realizing it or maybe we are, but then we're not still because of fear. We're still not taking responsibility and doing the thing that we need to do in order to change. So I want to explain why the hell this is happening. Why the hell you keep going over your calories when you've been eating in a calorie deficit. And this is honestly one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make, especially stuck in the skinny fat cycle, is trying to live in a calorie deficit. But what happens when you live in a calorie deficit, you get plateaued with your body composition changes. I see a lot of people like they are successful with weight loss. And number one, they can either, they can't maintain it and they put the weight back on Or number two, they have lost weight, but the way that they have lost weight is through cardio and low calories. So their body composition hasn't necessarily changed. They just have lost weight. So what I mean by that, they still have a high amount of fat in comparison to muscle. So they get the look of skinny fat. So then what do they do? They just think, okay, I just need to lose more weight, lose more weight, lose more weight. I need to eat in a calorie deficit. I need to live in a calorie deficit. But because the body doesn't love to be in a calorie deficit, it backfires. They just put their weight back on. They still have stubborn belly fat. They get irritable in and around food. They get moody. And ultimately, they're doing all these things and they still hate their body so if this is you if you're struggling with this this is why this is happening number one the body does not like to be in a calorie deficit so it's going to do everything in its power to get you out of it right think about it you are intentionally giving your body less energy than what it needs to function Of course, it's not going to like that. Think about a car. If you continuously fill it up to 75% and you expect it to run 100%, that's not going to work out very well, is it? Okay, so because your body doesn't like being in a calorie deficit, what it does, it fights back, basically. And this is what is known as metabolic adaptation. When you live in a calorie deficit, what happens is your body adapts to it it decreases your metabolic processes it slows down your digestion it increases your bloating it increases your energy levels which also impacts your ability to train so you can't push at good intensities in the gym so overall you're going to be burning less calories and also you're going to have less body composition changes because you're not getting stronger and stronger so ultimately, because of all of these things, the low energy, the down regulation of the metabolism, and overall burning less calories in general, like from exercise and movement, is your calorie deficit, that once was a calorie deficit, is no longer a calorie deficit, and it stops working. Your maintenance calories drop because your body has adapted to it, right? And that's what happens eating in a, low, in a calorie deficit all the time. Like, Number one, you feel like shit. And number two, it's not even worth it. (laughs) So what happens when your body adapts to these low calories? It increases your drive to eat. I want to explain it on a physiological level, right? We've got hormones. Hormones are responsible for increasing the drive to eat, And then to stop us from eating. So different hormones are released to increase the drive to eat. And then when we are full, it increases a different hormone to tell us to stop eating. So when you live in a calorie deficit, what the body does, it increases ghrelin, which is the hunger hormone that increases the drive to eat. So this is why when you eat these low calories Monday to Friday, it gets to a point where your body physically can't handle it anymore. So what it does is increases the hunger hormone, which turns the drive on to eat. All of a sudden you're losing control and you're feeling guilty about it. But the reason why is because you're not eating enough. And probably because you've been eating in a calorie deficit for too long. And this is the kicker. When you live in the calorie deficit, it is actually changing the physiology of your body. Another reason why this happens is when people live in a calorie deficit and keep going over their calories is because they are just psychologically over dieting. Like I said, it is really hard for your body to remain in a calorie deficit for a long period of time. And then because the body is smart, it then adapts to it, right? So it's actually pointless for living in a calorie deficit because it doesn't work. But what happens is when you're in this space and you've been eating in a calorie deficit, let's say, you know, for three to four, five months or more, you are simply just so freaking over it right like it is because at the end of the day being in a calorie deficit is restrictive like you do have to say you can't eat as freely as what you can at maintenance calories that's for sure like it's hard you have to flex discipline and you have to be committed to it in order to say no when aversion when you could normally say yes if you were in a maintenance phase right so there's come a point where you just get psychologically over it So this also contributes to why a lot of people eat in the calorie deficit for a long period of time and then they start going over their calories and falling into this shame spiral of like, oh, I should just be better, I should just be able to do this, I should be more disciplined. But because you're just so psychologically over it, you can't follow through when shit gets really hard. So if this is you, if you're stuck in this cycle of living in a calorie deficit, I want to be the evidence for you and I want to, I hope by now that you understand that living in a calorie deficit is not the way to achieve a body composition goal. And I want to dive deeper into that to why is because you probably already realize it right now. Like you can lose weight, eating in a calorie deficit, but then if you fall into these cycles of just going over it every single time, like I should be better I should be more disciplined. I should have more willpower, but yet there's a still an inability to stick to it long term. You keep going back into the cycle, aka self sabotage. This is what self sabotage is. You know you have to do something. You know how to do it, yet you keep sabotaging yourself. Aka you keep going over your calories. Then this is should be a red flag for you. Now you should understand. It's like shit. Like what I'm doing right now is not working, and I need to change it because it's that whole piece. It's like, if you're in this cycle, basically what's happening is you're stuck now in binge restrict cycles. You're eating, you're sticking to your calorie deficit for a period of time. And then because your body can't handle literally eating those low calories anymore, because it's adapting, because of, you're psychologically over it. And because your physiology has adjusted, which is turning your drive on to eat, then what happens is you're stuck in these binge restrict cycles. You just keep overeating and going over and then ending up at square one with your body composition. And I don't have to tell you that is not an effective way to change your body. And this is where I see so many people get it wrong. And this is the definition of yo-yo dieting, right? It's losing weight and putting it back on. Losing weight and putting it back on is because people don't know how to maintain their weight loss. People don't know how to eat at maintenance calories. And if it was just as easy as eating at maintenance calories, then everyone would be able to do it. But in order to eat at maintenance calories, I truly believe you need to understand the principles of intuitive eating so that you can eat normally without it affecting your body. And this is why I'm so big on this and this is why I teach this so deeply inside the Fit and free Academy is actually how to trust yourself with food and how to eat normally with all the things and actually how to be normal and you know not in these constant vicious cycles of dieting, putting it on putting it off because at the end of the day these are all skills that we need to learn how to do. So if you are stuck in this vicious cycle of trying to stick to your calories, but you just keep going over it, what should I do? What should you do? You need to stop living in a calorie deficit. (laughs) Simple as that. (laughs) If it was that simple. like. But but that is the thing, that is the realistic point of it, is at any point in time, we are always going to be in a phase with our body composition. It's either going to be a fat loss phase, which is your calorie deficit, we're either going to be in a maintenance phase, where we're either maintaining our fat loss and then working on body recomposition, that's a really good space to do that in, or we're in a phase of building muscle, which we're in a calorie surplus. So many people are missing the maintenance phase. They don't get it, they don't understand So if you've been eating in a calorie deficit for a long period of time, and you might be experiencing these things, you need to learn to have an effective way to come out of your calorie deficit. Really, really important. Because when you learn how to come out of your calorie deficit and maintain it and build a healthy relationship with food so that you actually can maintain it, then you're going to be able to be successful with your body composition goals long term. I want to use myself. an example, like for years, I was always trying to live in a calorie deficit, always trying to lose weight, burn calories, but I was never happy with my body composition. I was always just stuck in the skinny fat cycle. Then when I learned about this stuff, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. I can be intentional. Like I if I want to lose weight, do a fat loss phase. If I want to maintain my results, Eat at maintenance. If I want to build muscle, do a muscle building phase. And it literally gets to be that simple when you have the knowledge and the skills and when you start to be intentional with what you want to achieve. Like right now, for me, for example, if you've been following along now, you know that I'm now moving into a muscle building phase. So now I'm eating in a surplus. For a good year and a half, I was in a maintenance phase because I didn't necessarily have a body composition goal. I was like really happy with my body and I was just cruising. I just didn't want to put it. I wanted to, you know, focus on other areas of my life instead of just on my body composition. I wanted to focus on my business. I wanted to focus on my relationships and I just didn't want to put the time into it. And I was at a point where I was like, yeah, cool. Like I'm, I'm good. Like I don't, I'm, I'm really happy. Um, But now, because I do, I am being intentional with that and I'm aligning myself and my goals and moving into the next phase for me and being intentional with that. So, my love, with all that being said, I really hope this gave you some insight into why you keep going over your calories. And the other piece of all of this is like, I want it, like there is nothing wrong with you. If you keep going over your calories, it doesn't mean that you're not disciplined, doesn't mean that you don't have enough willpower. Maybe it just means you need to stop living your life in a calorie deficit. Maybe it just means you need to be more intentional and learn how to actually change your body in a sustainable way because I know we can sit on social media and we can scroll and we can see all the people that are telling us to be more disciplined, to be better, to be have more willpower. But at the end of the day, maybe that's not it. Maybe it is because the strategy that I'm trying to change my body composition with is not very effective. So my loves, I would love to know your biggest takeaway. Send me a DM. I love your feedback. Thank you for being here. I love you always. And I will see you here hear you see you hear you you'll hear me in the next episode bye the number one challenge that all my clients face before we start working together is a lack of clarity on how much and what to eat to lose weight often they are making two huge mistakes constantly trying to skip meals or eat under 1600 calories Secondly, only allowing themselves bad foods like chocolate on the weekend, but end up binging all to tell themselves they're gonna start again on Monday. If you feel like you have tried every diet under the sun and still can't figure out what to eat to achieve your weight loss goals, take my free two minute quiz. You can find the link in the show notes down below and it will help you figure out exactly what you're doing wrong with your nutrition and exercise and exactly what to do to fix it so that you can finally be confident in your body and achieve your weight loss goals